Hello and welcome back to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. This is I Love Basketball. I'm your host, Sabrina Merchant, and I am joined by Anthony Irwin to talk about the never-ending Lakers free agency carousel, now starring James Ennis. How's it going, Anthony? I went home, came back, and the roster still isn't finalized. I went home <laughs> for vacation on a like literally the longest vacation I have taken in like at least eight years. And uh nope. Still not figured out. Still not. <laughs> <laughs> They're still trying to get rid of Marcus Hall. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But first, some happy news regarding the Lakers, because uh, you and I have talked about this a lot over the last month or so, how it seems like the, the major weakness on the Lakers roster at the moment is a lack of quality wing depth. And thankfully, the Lakers seem to agree and have expressed interest in one James Ennis, who, before you get too worried, is 31 years old. So he fits the age timeline of this roster. No, no problem. Um, but a forward type player who can shoot threes, theoretically play defense, kind of seems like exactly what the Lakers would want on their team. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they, my question that... is, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to, it's the rare rumor that you and I are both like, all right. <laughs> it's the rare, it's the rare rumor that came up that we're with the, both you and I are saying, you know what, this one makes sense. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm very on board with the way James Ennis is going about this. Uh, he liked a bunch of tweets earlier this off season about him joining the Lakers. He mm-hmm. has commented on Los Angeles Lakers official Instagram posts, just like hyping up guys on the team as if he is one of them. So, you know, just, <laughs> This is how the Lakers like to do business. They like to be uh, perceived as an attractive destination and they want people to want to be Lakers, right? So I think James Ennis is going about this the right way. Uh, One, the Lakers should like him. And two, he is making himself a just perfect candidate for Rob Polinka to scoop up. So the only question here is just like, when do the Lakers just get this done with already? Because we all know what money they have to offer, right? It's just a matter of, are you going to guarantee the guy's deal or not guarantee the guy's deal? And at this point, if you're not hard capped, although the Lakers do have some financial considerations to worry about, uh, just yeah. give the guy a minimum contract and let's get this over. <laughs> also, most importantly, it wipes the Ennis slate clean with the Lakers. Oh, God. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we finally have an Ennis who, who fans want to be around. <laughs> oh, man. No relation to Tyler. Let's make this very clear. <laughs> No, no. I mean, James Ennis actually looks like he likes playing basketball while he's out there. What a Just concept. a completely different human being. Uh, yeah. I. So we talked the last time you and I did a show and, you know, I, I kind of offered up the scuttlebutt regarding the Lakers and Rudy Gay. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and and the way that that kind of went down, that they wanted to give Rudy Gay the same contract that they gave Kendrick Nunn. That opened up the opportunity for the for the Utah Jazz to swoop in and give Gay the 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 full uh, taxpayer mid mid level that the Lakers apparently weren't uh, as interested in in giving him. Not to say that they never could have been talked there. I just think he said, "Why are we? Why would I mess around with this? I'm just going to go to Utah." Mm-hmm. Nobody in the history of mankind has has ever said that. But Rudy Gay said, "You know what? I want to be in Utah." Um, and so I I think here with with this one, there's a couple different reads that I have right now. And, and like, let's just put the facts on the table. The Lakers right now have an extra center, right? And they're doing that thing. I feel like with Marcus all 
where it's like the end of a party or or like back in back in college when Jen and I were staying in an apartment, you would have somebody stay over, sleep on the couch and sleep it off or whatever. And then the next morning you do that whole like, all right, well, um, you know, it, last night was fun. Uh, and, and you just. In case you can't tell, Anthony is like looking at his imaginary watch, which is a thing that we people did back in, you know, 15 years ago is you actually had to wear a watch to know what time it was. It wasn't wasn't an Apple watch either. I wasn't getting texts from Jen on my Apple watch saying like, hey, when is this guy going to leave? It was it was literally like Jen and I looking across the room kind of awkwardly like, hey, we have shit to do. Like, is this guy going to go? And and I feel like that's Rob Palenka and LeBron right now where they're looking across like, hey, like, Mark, get the. Get the notes, like pick up what we're laying down. We just, we just signed your position. You're, we just signed your replacement. And so I think the Lakers, and by the way, I think it's wrong of them to do that. I just think Mark is a better player than DeAndre Jordan, as we talked about last week. But, but like that's the situation. And they're waiting for Mark to retire and go off to Spain and go play with Pau with uh, Barcelona. And, or they're trying to like dump him and they're trying to, they're trying to, to to find some team that has an uh, a non guaranteed contract that they can swap Marcus All for and not take the financial hit and then use the the money that they save on James Ennis. That's that's kind of where I think that they're at. Just given everything that we've heard about their financial situation, I don't think they want to eat Marcus All's contract and then incur the extra tax payments on James Ennis. So. That's I think what it's all going to come down to is will they be able to find a suitor for Marcus Saul? Will Marcus Saul retire? And if if those things happen, one of those things happen, then the Lakers will probably have James Ennis. It's just a waiting game to see if those things actually happen. Right. So currently the Lakers have 13 players under contract. Um, presumably that number will go up to 14 when DeAndre Jordan clears waivers and is eligible to sign with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, they could just sign James Ennis right now and you know, mm-hmm. take him off the market because uh, the Lakers are not the only team that is pursuing him. Uh, the report that three so the teams. Lakers were interested says the Bulls and the Magic, uh, where and the Blazers are all interested in Ennis. And while I think that he probably doesn't want to go back to Orlando, uh, considering how thirsty he is to join the Lakers, um, you know, the Bulls and Blazers are also teams that probably are going to make the playoffs and could be fun to play for. And there's real use for them. Um, I mean, Ennis would have a real use to both of those teams. Whereas with the Lakers, like as much as I think the Lakers could use him, it's unclear how much playing time he actually could get behind this glut of guards that they've already signed during the offseason. So to me, like you can sort out all of this Marcus Hall business later, still sign Ennis now, um, and then not worry about some other teams scooping him up. Because as much as I do think that Ennis is waiting out you know joining the lakers like again he's it's liking the tweets he's on instagram like he's, he's performing the whole charade uh it would just be much more preferable in my opinion to just let's let's get this thing taken care of yeah yeah i mean that's the smart thing to do but <laughs> and it's not like you're gonna like save any money by waving marcus all and then signing james ennis like if you wave marcus right. all later or trade him later it's still all of the same salary machinations and they have the roster spot. Like unless they're planning on using that roster spot to sign some, you know, rookie to a, like a semi-guaranteed contract or something like that. Like 
I don't anticipate the Lakers using that roster spot on anybody else at the moment. And if they, if the ultimate goal is to clear it by getting rid of Marcus, like that will happen before the start of the season. So the order of these things is just confusing me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I think the order of these things has everything to do with the fact that like, I don't think the Lakers want to find themselves in a spot where they have 15 people on the roster spot or on their roster and they have to eat somebody's contract to free up that 15th roster spot. Like I, mm-hmm. that's so if they, if they do go out and get James Ennis right now, if they go and they, they, they look at all the liked tweets and, and they see his three point shooting from last year and they say, wow, Pretty this good. guy's perfect uh, in that order. Um, (laughs) if they do those things and bring, and bring James in in, they, they do run the risk of, we don't find a suitor for Marcus salt and he decides not to retire. So if we want to go into the season with 14 guys on the roster, we just have to eat that and the tax Mm -hmm. taxes associated with eating that contract. Um, which I believe it like Marcus all basically if if he goes untraded or if he doesn't retire and i don't think him retiring changes all that maybe the taxes are different uh, I, i'm guessing the i don't taxes think are him different. retiring affects the salary cap yeah he Not, still is yeah. owed his money yet right but I, I wonder if it's i wonder if it's looked at differently tax wise if he retires you know like, like i remember if, looking if at this for, hurt, for rondo example. with the clippers yeah. um unless it's a medical thing uh i think oh. The retiring still counts towards the tax. Well, so really, right. like so the Lakers, you kind of talked so the, me into something where if they wanted to trade him and like potentially get an imbalance trade, where like some other team is trying yeah. to dump two players, you know, to get Mark back, um, who mm-hmm. are both non guaranteed or something like that, maybe where the Lakers could benefit from keeping a roster spot. But like, what team is holding out for Marcus All at this point that has like non guaranteed players at the end of their roster? Like, I, it, it seems like a an out of left field sort of scenario. There. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so I just think for, for the question I do kind of have though, is if the Lakers bring back Mark as their 15th roster spot guy, I've actually come around on the idea. Like he might just win out minutes from Deandre Jordan. You know, I, I think it's a glut of bigs. But like the the glut of bigs are guys who all can't play more than like ten minutes per night anyway. Oh my and god! And some of those crazy. guys are going to get hurt. Yeah. Right. And 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 even even their best center only wants to play like ten minutes a night of center anyway. So like between those four guys, you might actually have forty eight minutes worth of center on your roster. Mm-hmm. And like if one of them gets hurt, if the Lakers learn like the Brooklyn Nets did that DeAndre Jordan is just washed. Right. Uh, if if you know, w- w- any number of things, if Dwight Howard uh, can't stay on the court because of technicals or fouls, Just regular fouls. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if, if you run into all of those things, I've actually come around to the idea. I don't think the Lakers have come around to this idea, but I've come around to the idea of like, actually keeping Mark might make some sense here. Cause remember, remember when the Lakers, James Jones did the Lakers a solid, and waved Tyson Chandler and Tyson Chandler came in and looked incredible for like a week. (laughs) (laughs) He looked incredible for like the equivalent of a 10 day contract looked awesome. And then everybody remembered, Oh dang, this guy's like 53 years old and Mm -hmm. he's not going to be able to do this year, you know, for the entirety of the year. 
there's a chance that two out of three of these guys, three out of three of these guys actually go through that. It's just, I don't know if the Lakers want that many centers on their team and they don't, I, I, I just, I, I don't think given the way that he's been treated, I don't think the Lakers decision makers, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Rob Palenka, like want <laughs> Marcus all around. But I, I just like in terms of positional need, I think it makes sense. So I, I think it's pretty clear that the Lakers have decided that they don't want a pick and pop center. They want a guy who is going to dive to the rim and be a lob threat um, in the mold of JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard in 2019, 20. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Uh, they went through the season with Marcus all as their starting center for the bulk of it. You know, um, Andre Drummond, despite looming large over the end of the Lakers season was not there for as long as Mark, right? It was a mostly Marcus Hall starting center season for the mm-hmm. Lakers. And I guess they just didn't like the experience of having a guy who was shot averse and didn't want to apply pressure on the rim. And that's fine. That's a perfectly legitimate stylistic choice. Uh, if they want someone who's more of a bruiser, so be it. Um, at least the guys that they have in DeAndre and Dwight have more size than Montrez did. So they can still have that physical identity, you know, of the 1920 Lakers that this group last year just mm-hmm. didn't. That's fine. Um, I don't see them like if they really wanted a small ball center or like a, a spacing center to me, Rudy Gay is the guy you do that with, right? Like mm-hmm. they, there's very clearly a lack of interest in the Marcus Hall experience. So if they wanted a spacing center, they could have done that some other way. It, it just doesn't seem to me like that's their number one priority is getting a no. spacing center. And that's fine. If you want to go small, even 101 priority. If you, if you want to go small, that's what Anthony Davis is for. He is the guy to play as your five if you want to play small. And maybe the goal is to get him back to that 40% of his minutes at center like he was two years ago, as opposed to the 10% he played last year. Like, that's that's great. And like you said, the the centers that they have are, are pretty brittle. Um, mm-hmm. Dwight Howard, uh, maybe not brittle, but like Dwight Howard legitimately cannot oh. play more than 16 minutes because he fouls every 90 seconds. Like it's hard to keep mm-hmm. him on the court because the rules do not allow for that. Um, Deandre Jordan, I don't think played in the playoffs for the Brooklyn Nets. Nope. Uh, I don't think he played at the end of the regular season for the Brooklyn Nets. He was displaced by Blake Griffin, which is just this tremendous form of, you know, NBA full circleness. And uh, now the Nets have like 37 centers and they've decided that like maybe on any given day, one of them will be healthy to go. And maybe that's what the Lakers are doing. <laughs> like you just need one guy to be available on any given day. Uh, to me, having Mark around just makes Frank Vogel's job that much more challenging. And like, make no mistake, he is the head coach of a team that has LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It is a job that most people would kill to go for. But it's going to be a challenging position for him this year with all of the bodies they have on this team and all of the people who expect to play legitimate minutes despite what they have said publicly. I mean, it's it's great to hear everyone saying, I'm here to sacrifice and win and blah, blah, blah. But they are professional athletes who expect to be able to contribute and it's going to be hard Mm -hmm. to find minutes for everyone. So maybe just to make Frank's life a little bit easier, they should just find a way to get rid of Mark because uh, I love the guy. I've also heard that he can be a little bit prickly when things don't go his way in locker rooms. Yep. Um, And that's something that maybe you don't want to deal with when you're trying to win a championship. And at the end of the season, you're not going to be playing him anyway, because Anthony Davis is the guy who's going to be closing games at center. Right. Yeah. Uh, So if getting Deandre, you know, eases that pushes, pushes Mark out the door a little bit quicker. Like, I don't want to belabor the point. Obviously I would prefer having Mark Casal to DeAndre Jordan, but like, maybe it's just time we close the book on the Casal chapter. 
the question is, Anthony, is this messier than when Powell left the Lakers or not? <laughs> I mean, poor Powell was on the trading block for like two years. The, uh, I, there were rumors <laughs> about him being traded for like the corpse of Andrew Bynum just so the Lakers could non-guarantee his contract and then yeah. get under the luxury tax. It was depressing. I remember being kind of frustrated also because Powell wasn't so bad that you needed to straight up salary dump him. And, and yet because of the way that the Lakers were treating Powell, it, everybody in the league knew that they were trying to get rid of him. And so like, you made it that much more difficult to, to get anything for him. So like, like I get, there was a, (laughs) by the way, a quick detour. I don't know if you saw the, oh my God, Brian Windhorst report uh, about Ben Simmons that he's frustrated with the, with the Sixers and apparently through his people told the Sixers it's not my job to raise my trade value, right? Which, yeah, Sabrina just, you know, tilted her head like, what? Yeah, Ben, it is. Ben, listen, it is. You control your trade value by the way that you go about your your basketball. And last we saw you, you were reluctant to dunk it in a playoff game. So that probably is on you when it comes to your trade value right now. That scares other teams away. But anyway, like with Powell, the Lakers, the handling of the Powell trade cycle um, did play a role in lowering his value. And, and like that made it really difficult to get anything for, anything for him. And I think they're doing it again here where had um, had had they not made it so obvious from the get go almost that like, despite playing really well at the beginning of the season last year, you, they still bring in Andre Drummond who basically displaces Marcus all. And then when they were in a crunch backed into a corner, they would bring Marcus all in and Oh my goodness. Once again, the Lakers looked better out there with them out there. It didn't even seem to matter. <laughs> they were getting, they were getting, you know, they, Remember Next that game against Toronto from- where Mark was basically having a revenge game against the Raptors and the Lakers simultaneously <laughs> at the same time. Right. And so like the way that they've handled this made them has made it so much easier or so much more difficult for the Lakers to move them and so much easier for the rest of the league to kind of say like, this guy's going to be on the, on the, on the waiver wire soon. Anyway, we see this all the time with NFL players where a, a team doesn't want to guarantee their contract. And they float out there, even if the player is a really good player, that, uh, you know, we will take anything, a sixth or a seventh round player for like A.J. Green or something crazy like mm-hmm. that. And and because of the way that they handle that, teams out there just wait that out. They know the player's going to get cut. And then, and then the player himself knows he's going to get cut. And he would rather get cut because that means he has the opportunity to choose his destination. And I think here with, with this situation here, I think Marcus Gasol is sitting here playing chicken with the Lakers, like, no, cut me, wave me, pay those, pay those luxury taxes. And I want to go to the team of my choosing, um, whether it's in Spain or in the NBA. And I just think all the way around here, I think this, while, like you said, I understand a logic where they wanted to just go all the way back to smash mouth basketball. If that's their logic, the, 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 there doesn't have to be such a separation of, of, of execution and, and logic. Yeah. It's, it's all just about like, I mean, I feel like we come around to this subject every week, but just like how you manage your assets, right? Like mm-hmm. if you are the, the best case scenario here would be to get something of value for Marcus because Marcus is still a valuable center. 
And maybe the Lakers don't think that he's a valuable center. Maybe they think that, oh, even if we had just done this, like a little less transparently that we were trying to get rid of Marcus all, we still wouldn't be able to get anything of value from because to be fair, um, this all started off the season. Great. Like I was mm-hmm. a big fan of his fit by the end of the year. Yeah, like <laughs> he was, he was sick, right. Definitely got COVID. Uh, even when the Lakers went to Gasol in that Phoenix series, um, it wasn't, he wasn't the answer. Right. Um, and there's a lot of caveats there, right? Like Anthony Davis wasn't healthy. Gasol got COVID. Um, he was used sparingly and probably not in the best physical position to contribute because of, you know, the mm-hmm. wishy-washiness of his role. Um, but like, maybe there is a situation, maybe there's like a, a reasonable argument you made that Gasol just, is not going to be that good in the NBA next year. Like mm-hmm. this is different from the past situation where he leaves the Lakers, goes to the bulls is an all-star the next two years, admittedly in the Eastern conference. Like let's mm-hmm. take that. Uh, but Gasol Mark is on the tail end of his career. Like I would not be surprised yeah. if he retired um, or was just a useless player in the NBA for the next couple of years, because like there's, when guys drop off, it comes pretty quickly, right? Like there's a distinct possibility that he's just done and that the Lakers aren't mismanaging things here. They're just recognizing like, Hey, this guy doesn't really have it anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And like, obviously I would hate for that to be the case because I genuinely enjoy watching Mark play. And I think that he was robbed of what could have been a good end of the season by COVID. Um, I'd like to see him be able to rebound from that. And I think he can, but I could be wrong, right? Like he's 36, 37 years old. uh, Bigger guy it's not exactly a league that's like trending towards his style of play. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe that's what's happening here. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, there, it, I'm not saying that it, it's not, it has to be one way or the other. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I think also needs to be pointed out here is because of the way things have gone down with now both Gasol brothers, mm-hmm. why would Mark do any favors to the Lakers? Like if they're asking him, Hey, I was surprised he, he even signed with the Lakers to begin with. Me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then he signs with the Lakers and then immediately it's like the Lakers had another pal to like punch around a little bit. And then, and then, and then, you know, after that goes down the way that it does, the he could do the Lakers a solid here, right? He could retire and make it a little easier if the Lakers want to head into next season with, with 14 and not 15 people on the roster. Um, it could be one of those situations where the Lakers are basically, you know, we see this all the time in, in corporate America and especially in sports where with a coach or somebody like that, they say, hey, do you mind resigning so that we don't have to fire you? And it looks better on both of our on both of our hands. Mm-hmm. But I think right now for Mark, he's like, I'm probably not going to get another job. I'd, I'd rather you wave me. I would rather you get that mud on your hands. You know, I'm not saying that's definitely how it goes. But if you were a member of the Gasol family, I wouldn't be doing the Lakers any favors. How should like call in via zoom to his Jersey retirement at this point? (laughs) (laughs) Like he should. And and so like, if, if that's, if that's where, if that's where things stand again, like there are multiple factors at play. Mark wanted to play himself into shape over the course of the season, then got sick and then wasn't in shape come playoff time. Right. Both because of the sickness and also because he wasn't in shape when he got sick. And, and so if you're the Lakers, you're like, that doesn't seem very professional. Um, if you're Mark, you know, you're saying, well, even had I played, even had I come into the season in shape, 
would you have just signed Andre Drummond anyway? And it, right. I would have just wasted my offseason getting into shape, mm-hmm. which again, for, for both of those sides, like it, it, it makes sense that both of these sides are looking at last season as a wasted season and a bad experience. It's just, it, it's just, you know, how do they get out of that with the least amount of mud on, on everybody's hands? Yeah. Why don't the Lakers like the Gasol brothers for, for an organization that is so, you know, indebted to the memory of Kobe Bryant, like how is a really good friend of his Yeah, um, godfather to at least one kid. I, I just don't understand how, that goes hand in hand with one another. Um, Maybe Polinka's jealous. Maybe like, he's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Kobe's best friend. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was number two in the yeah. in the MySpace top eight. <laughs> <laughs> Some solid, you know, two thousands references here. Wearing watches yeah, you know, and going on MySpace. <laughs> Right. We just need a WordPress reference. <laughs> you know, like SoundCloud. I think SoundCloud's still around. Maybe. No, probably not. No, uh, that's to, where Dame makes all of his, his, his extra money is on SoundCloud. His extra right? money. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was from the Hulu has live sports ads. That's what I oh. associate Dame Willard with the most, really. It's like the Hulu has live sports guy. The deep fakes. The, the Portland playing and then, and then the soundcloud <laughs> it goes it goes hulu blazers soundcloud i love it congrats to dame by the way i think he got married last weekend you know good for him beautiful ceremony mm-hmm. in santa barbara um but yeah just to you know close this book on this. by hulu yeah everything yeah. was green <laughs> uh if james ennis were to join the lakers what role would you see him having on team well much like basically all of the role players, right? Like Trevor Reese is not young. He's he's everybody looks back at like, well, look at the role Trevor Reese played for the Lakers when he was a Laker. And it's like, that was more than a decade ago. That was, <laughs> that was 11 years ago. Oh my God. More than that. <laughs> so, so like we're, if, if you're, if you're hoping to see like young, vibrant Trevor Reese on a basketball court, you're not going to see that. So, and, and by the way, like it's a chance he was, I guess, according to the metrics, was pretty good at, at on defense last season, fairly good, and 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 but like if if he drops off because of where he's at uh, in his career, then Ennis is insurance for that. Um, I think Ennis also gives you a little bit more versatility when it comes to if you want just a bunch of wings out there and Anthony Davis, or if you want, uh, you know, whether it's you know you have LeBron, Ennis. Baysmore, Ariza, and and uh, Anthony Davis. I'd watch that lineup. I don't know how it worked, but I would watch it. Um, and so, like, I, I think I think for for the Lakers, like, basically, when it comes to any three and D six seven ish guy, you want as many of those as possible, and and especially in direct contrast to centers, like you want you want a lot more wings on your roster than centers in in two thousand twenty one. Yeah, I just worry that um, even if the Lakers do sign a player like Ennis or Ennis himself, that he'll sort of find himself marginalized a la Wes Matthews because nothing he does is super flashy or mm-hmm. standouts. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough rotation to crack. It's going to be really if tough. He, if he shoots at all, <laughs> right? Like if, <laughs> if, he, if he arrives to the Los Angeles Lakers practice facility 
and shoots the way that he shot last season, that's going to stand out compared to historically speaking, recent his recent history when it comes to Lakers players who all arrive to the Lakers facility and immediately forget how to shoot. So if Ennis does, if he knocks down 40% of his wide open threes, he'll immediately uh, become my favorite Lakers role player. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's a real shame. I mean, I guess Macklemore shot decently last year, uh, but like Danny Green has like one blip on his career from the last like six years. Yeah. Uh, Wes Matthews right. just came in and tanked. Yeah, it's a, you know, you'd think that playing next to LeBron would make your life easier, but it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. Well, of I mean, as you would expect, given that, that track record, the Lakers wouldn't keep around that shooting coach responsible for those. Two. Oh, wait, he got promoted. <laughs> He's got Laker blood. Okay. No, I take it back. Mike Penberthy, like we <laughs> He's a good dude, but, but still like you wouldn't think the person responsible for the Lakers shooting in the last couple of seasons would, would get a promotion, Insane. let alone like um, be wanted around the NBA. But, yeah. I mean, he did work with Paul George for a few years and that seems to have paid off. Um, I don't know. Maybe he was 80s shooting coach in the bubble and he's still working off of that residual. I know. I know AD really likes him. I actually had a, I, I've told this story before, I think on, the old show that I used to have, but um, I had like a random impromptu shooting practice with Mike Penberley once upon a time. Clearly not a layup finishing troll. <laughs> <laughs> no, we focused more on three pointers, which uh, didn't, okay. you know, didn't pan out either. Ah, oh, that's too bad. I haven't seen <laughs> video of that. Still. So, you know, it's all I can work yeah, with. It's, 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 you know, I, I very much have like the fat uncle like jumper nowadays, like mm. Sam Perkins. Basically, that's that's that's, you know, my basic shot at this point. I'm, I'm smooth, <laughs> Sam. Another excellent reference for the young crowd listening to this podcast. <laughs> YouTube Sam Perkins. <laughs> Laker fans should know. We should, we, you got to send out like, are you, are you a true Laker fan? And then put a picture of Sam Perkins. Those always do well. Those tweets tend yeah. to do well. Yeah. Well, anyway, this has been, uh, you know, some reasonably inspiring Laker news, you know, that they're interested in yeah. a player who could help the team. I'm looking forward to eventually the finalization of this roster uh, over under. When do you think Marcus will no longer be a Laker? Uh, I'm going to set the date at, Training camp starts September 27th, so I'm going to set it at the 25th. <laughs> well, who will be on their team longer, Marcus Saul or Ben Simmons? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Huh. <laughs> really good question. Um, no. I mean, I, I can see the Lakers playing night. chicken with Mark for a very long time. <laughs> Marcus all for Ben Simmons. Who says no? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Joel Embiid wants. Another backup center from the Lakers. Stop it right. already. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All of Danny Green's you, best buds just coming over. <laughs> who would who would who would be more unhappy to see Marcus all? Would it be Joel Embiid or would it be would it be Andre? Andre Drummond? <laughs> Yo, Andre John wants those point guard minutes when they trade Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. 
dude, as soon as that video went viral, my phone just, I was on vacation. I turned off notifications and all of that. And I, I logged on to Facebook just during some downtime before bed one night. And I looked, I was like, what the hell just happened to my phone? I didn't even send a tweet. <laughs> and then and I scroll all the way up to the top. And of course, this was Harrison's fault. And I, I, I get just nonstop people. Did you see Andre Drummond? Did you see Andre Drummond? <laughs> Kamenetsky brothers got involved. I think you fired off a tweet. Yeah, it was it was the whole line yards when I was when I was on vacation. And Jen's like, what's because I was looking at my phone with just, just just absolutely <laughs> perplexed. I don't know what just happened. And she sees that on my face and she goes, What did you do? I said, I don't even know. I didn't even do it. <laughs> I like how your first answer is I didn't not I didn't do anything. I don't know what I did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean you, you never know. Yeah. Well, because people pull up all my old tweets right, nowadays right. too. So, so it's up. like yeah. it could have been somebody liked a tweet. Uh, yeah, I, I, at some point, at some point, it, at least once a week now, somebody finds an old Kobe tweet of mine or an mm-hmm. old LeBron tweet of mine, and and my mentions get wrecked all over again. And this was not that. I'll, I'll appreciate the fact that this was not that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I guess that's a good note to end on is who do you think will be with their current team longer? Mark Gasol <laughs> or Ben Simmons? <laughs> we got to um, put I, out a poll. That's a fascinating question. I, I thought my over-under was good. This is much better. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let us know after listening to the show who you think is more likely to stay with their current team longer. Really no bad answers here. Um, no. I'm going to be spending a lot of time thinking about this. That has been our show. Thank you for that, Anthony. Um, make sure you're subscribed to the Silver Screen Roll podcast on wherever you listen to your shows. We're talking about the Lakers every day of the week, even during the off season. So stick around. Yeah, 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 yeah.